well record, now I have to record. I need to turn that up, turn me up, turn me up. Yeah. What's good? My energy's down a little bit, you know what I mean? Be too amped up in this mug. I'm gonna calm down. Four, Focus, girl. Three, two, one. <laughs> getting excitable. Be getting excitable, man. Be getting excitable. Gotta calm down. Gotta bring it down, girl. What's up, y'all? What's up out there? I hope y'all good, man. I'm good. I um super excited this morning, you know, just uh spiritual life is just beautiful, man. I really enjoy my relationship uh with my ancestors, which we're gonna talk a little bit about because they had to put me on game to something this week. Oh, I was looking at my little plant over there. But um yeah, we're going to talk about the ancestors thing. But, I I mean, spiritual life is just an exciting life because you never stop learning anything. Like, you, every day you get up, you know, when you make space for spirit to deal with you, it's like almost living in, like, you know, one of them fairy tale lands. You know what I'm saying? You know, like when you watch Harry Potter or you watch one of them little fairy tale type things. You know what I'm saying? And everything's so magical. You know what I mean? Like when you live a spirit-filled life, that's what it's like. It's like living a magical life. You know what I'm saying? So I'd be excitable, you know, because <laughs> it'd be a lot going on, man. It'd be a lot going on, but it'd be like I feel so privileged, you know. So I created this podcast basically to just get on here and chop it up with y'all you know what I mean and talk about some of the stuff that we we see or we experiencing or you know some things I'm experiencing and I see and I might want to just share with you so I basically created the esotericish podcast to be you know the place where I can express what it's like living esoterically you know what I mean and what like it doesn't make me any more special than anybody else you know what I'm saying it's just you know esoteric basically meaning that Spirit has chosen me to basically receive knowledge that I otherwise wouldn't receive because it's a it's hidden knowledge. And um, sometimes people receive it and they, they hear it or they get access to it, but they still can't even receive it because it's really not a lot of for them to receive it. And it doesn't make them wrong, bad, or nothing or whatever. It just is what it is. Some people are just a little bit stuck in traditions and stuff and they're not really reachable you know and you know it be it be like that sometimes you know what I'm saying but man like I just I'm just really grateful for all of the processes that I done been through you know what I'm saying and so my podcast basically is the platform that that um I feel led to create and I'm passionate about creating it you know what I'm saying just to get on here and talk about some of this this rich cultural history that we have as a people like this is just this is just amazing you know what I mean (laughs) like this is just amazing when you start like really looking at how anciently brilliant we are 
You know, when you look at how we vibrate and how we how we operate in this planet, you know what I'm saying, on this planet, and it's like, I, literally, when I think about, when I think about, you know what I'm saying, melanated cultures across the world, you know, um, I, I think about that scripture that says, you know, ye are the salt of the earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the first thing I think about when I think about my people. Like, I think about, like, we are the salt of the earth. You know what I mean? Like, we got to we gotta not want to blend in and be a part of every little stupid thing they got going on. You know what I mean? Because, like, they following us. We can't, we can't, be, we can't be following the followers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't be following the followers. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody, you got to recognize where we where we are as a people. You know what I mean? And they, they, they work so hard, though, to keep us from being able to really sit down and take it all in sometimes. You know, they try to they try to keep us mentally connected to, you know, degradation and just poverty. And, you know, they try to just make our minds stay stuck there so we don't ever have a, a moment where we can reflect, really reflect and be like, yo, bump what they talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we are some brilliant people, you know, and, you know, it's just... um. We got we we've had to fight against a lot and stand up against a lot and and have our voices be heard on our behalf. We've had to push through, you know what I mean, a lot of stuff. And um, even when you start esoterically looking at all of that, you know, your civil rights, your Jim Crow era, you know, uh, transatlantic slave trade, all that, you know what I mean, the murder and the killing of indigenous, uh, melanated people who who lived in various countries before white folks got there, and yet you killed them all off. It's been a lot going on. <laughs> You know what I'm saying for us as a people, but it's like, out of all of that, not only are we still here, right, but we are dope. Like, we're not just here, just here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there almost would be no here without us, pretty much. So that changes the narrative when you start looking at it like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you naturally have to start really thinking about, you know, what other lie you have been indoctrinated in and that you've been walking around believing, you know, and you have to chase all that away with the truth. You know what I'm saying? With the truth, you know. So, I mean, I had a good week. I hope y'all had a good week. You know, I hope y'all had a good week. It's It's been busy, though. You know what I'm saying? Picked up a few extra hours on my little job piece, you know, because uh, I got some things I want to do with the podcast and got some music coming out and everything. And this shit got to be paid for. You know, <laughs> it got to be paid for, you know, until it paid for itself. You know what I'm saying? This is a building, building phase, you know, so. Like I said, I appreciate all of y'all for, for being a part of the building. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. But, yeah, I picked up some extra hours, so I've been kind of busy at work, but still been trying to press through because, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's, it's time to just move forward in the things that really are close to my heart. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, you get tired of having that conversation with yourself, you know, <laughs> that conversation when you know you should be doing something or you know you could be doing better, but you just can't, you just, you do everything but that. <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and you got to keep having conversations with yourself. Like, we're going to get it together. When you going to get it together? I don't know when I'm going to get it together. I'm trying. Like, you keep having these inner dialogues, you know, and um, I got sick of that. You know what I'm saying? I got sick of that. So 2022 is definitely a year to really bring a lot of things that's been um, in the works and in the makings, um, you know, to fruition. And my podcast is one of them. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I had a week where it was like, okay, I wanted to talk about ancestor veneration because... I don't know. Am I the only one? Like, I'm I'm still kind of new to the whole concept of ancestral veneration. You know what I'm saying? Like, my earliest memories of venerating ancestors or, you know, anything to that sort, you know what I'm saying, um, was probably from my dad because I can remember as a child how he just, he all, whenever somebody passed away, he would always make sure he kept the candle lit. Like, for days, he would just keep the candle lit. And I don't know, maybe about around 12 years old, I was like, yo, why you, why you, why we like, like, why you light the candle like that? And he basically broke it down and was like, because it helps the person who's transitioned or the person who's passed away, it helps them to transition. It gives them, it gives them um, light. And even if, I think, I like to think of it like if they, if they transition it, I mean, see, I'd have been out in the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? So I know how fast death can come. <laughs> like, literally, I know how fast it can come because I done been taken out my body, just just rolled over in the bed and just, boom, separated, body and spirit, no longer in the same space, right? And so I've experienced how fast it can come. You know what I'm saying? And I used to just always think, like, he was lighting a candle because in case that ancestor or that person who has passed on rather might want to stop by and just visit for a minute, you know, acknowledge you. I've had that happen. You know what I'm saying? Where someone's passed on will just kind of breeze by the house and, you know, something to knock over or, you know, it'll be some sort of synchronicity that you know that they stopped by before they moved on to like wherever they, you know what I mean? So yeah, he used to light a candle or whatever and I just was like, oh, okay. You know, I was too young to really wrap my mind around it. I mean, I heard what he said. I mean, it wasn't like it was so, you know, ununderstandable. If that's even, a, can you say that? Ununderstandable? I don't know. Ununderstandable? Nah, I don't think that word like that. But anyway, yeah. So he used to do that, and then he would always, you know, um, he's a big adamant of collecting pictures of just family members, period. And then as they pass on, he ends up with a collection. He has, like, one of the best collections I think we might have in our family of the ancestors. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, even most of us that are still alive, he, he got you up there on that wall now. You better believe that. <laughs> you know what I mean? He got you up there. You know, but he's always done that. You know what I mean? So, as a child, I just thought it was just, you know, it was something my daddy do. He wasn't necessarily a devout Christian as far as, like, going to church or whatever, but he was a believer in Jesus Christ and all of that, you know what I'm saying? But he was also a believer in the Elijah Muhammad, Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He had a Quran. You know, my father is, like, not necessarily religious, but he was definitely spiritual, and which blows me away because... 
I don't know. So for so long, you know, coming out of the church, we judge people by their hangups. We judge people by, you know, the things that they may have going on in their life that the church has taught us is, you know, sin or whatever. And people who do that going to go to hell and fire damnation and fire hell and brimstones. And so we we eventually develop a judgmental spirit even towards some of our family members who have situations, you know, like my father was an alcoholic. So it was kind of, uh, it was kind of hard sometimes to receive because it'd be like, nah, you just, <laughs> and he wasn't even, he wasn't even really the, the most pleasant alcoholic either. You know what I mean? Real sweet man until he just had one too many bills. You know what I'm saying? And so it wasn't necessarily the best situation with him being drunk. So now you got the same man come along and breaking bread. Now, but he, 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 he breaking that spirit word. Like he, he had it, you know, and he used to be kind of conflicting because, cause while he was spiritual, he was pushing, he made sure my mom, cause my mom was in the church and evangelist and stuff like that. So we basically had to go to church, whether he went or not. Like, that was just a running rule. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, go on with your mama, go to church. You know, I know I don't go, but you gonna go. You know, so it was it was kind of like, because I did grow up in that environment, that church environment, I think I picked up a little bit of, of a judgmental spirit. <laughs> that I couldn't, I couldn't, it took me a many years later to actually be able to receive when my dad would try to tell me something about spiritual things or God or anything. It took me a minute to respect the fact that he had a relationship despite of despite his faults because what i had to learn for myself was the the relationship that you have you know what i'm saying with the all is 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 made stronger by fault not by perfection but by imperfections right you know because it's a whole it's a whole evolutionary process when you when you are in flesh body and yet you're having spiritual relationships with the all or with spiritual beings the divinity you know deified gods whatever you want to call them whatever energies you know what i'm saying like the the religious system it, that doesn't really matter that's neither here nor there that you're a part of you know but you know most often than not you know on this podcast i'm gonna compare a lot to between uh to christianity because that's what i'm most versed in you know what i'm saying and honestly i think christianity is like the code to spell work that the white man ever came up with <laughs> you know what i'm saying so um i come i come at not to not i'm not trying to tear down nobody whatever 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 but it's like you know, I mean, I had to talk about my experiences, you know what I'm saying, and what's true to me, you know what I mean, and so, yeah, picked up some of that judgmental spirit from Christianity to be, you know, against my own father, because he was a drunk, then he don't know what he talking about with the candle lighting thing, and the thing, thing, and, you know, and it's like, okay, when you a child, you think as a child, so now that the nigga grown, <laughs> now I see he knew exactly what he was talking about, it kind of further helps me understand that this has never been about being right or wrong with God. This whole process called life is not about sinner or not a sinner. Like that's some other, that's some other stuff that was added on top of esoteric truth, but the esoteric realm, the spirit realm is there and enlarged in all man. So this ain't about whether you do drugs, whether you don't do drugs, whether you are alcoholic, whether you don't drink. This ain't about you being Christianly perfect. 
who who the spirit chooses to reveal itself to. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I know there's been a many of people, and I'm probably pretty sure some people that's listening to me that have ran up on uh, old wino at the convenience store, and yet it be the a word from God come from that wino. And you be like, yo, like, how did he just know that that's what I was just having a conversation with the all about? And yet, all I'm doing is saying, hey, how you doing? And But in, from that brief moment of dialogue, this, this drunken man has confirmed what I've been talking into the spirit about. So so clearly spirit is not you know, like predicated upon how perfect you are. You know what I'm saying? But that's the spirit I picked up. So when when Pop was telling me about the candle and everything and and ancestor veneration and and his expression of it, you know, like my mom and dad whole house is full of pictures every wall I mean, he has it all, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody. So he basically turned his house into an altar where he venerates his ancestors because he keeps their energy. He's always been big about that. He keeps he keeps their likeness, their energy around. You understand what I'm saying? Um and it's just it's just a blessing to be able to look back and say, okay, that that I'm coming into right now esoterically is not foolishness. It's not, you know what I'm saying, like something that I should even want to dismiss because I can look back in the lives of those who came before me and see where ancestor veneration is a very powerful thing. And it's a cultural thing that we do. You know what I'm saying? So I had a little situation this week where it was like I had kind of slipped off on, you know, normally I keep some fruit and stuff and, you know, some coffee, maybe some whiskey or something on my altar for my ancestors and stuff like that just to talk to them and keep their energies around, ask for their guidance, you know what I'm saying, and so on and so forth. And I have a wonderful relationship with my ancestors. I, I, I mean, it just... When this whole process started of me relearning, you know, our cultural, spiritual system and taking back the truth from the lies that have been thrown over on top of it to manipulate and enslave the minds of a people. <laughs> like when I when I when I really started coming through this process, the ancestral veneration part was like the part that was um, a really exciting process, you know, because it gave me the opportunity to talk to people and talk to the energies of the people who have come before me that I hadn't, I, I hadn't been able to have a conversation with since I was 12 years old because they died when I was 12 years old. So because from, because I didn't really have an understanding of, of the fact that I can still communicate because those energies are a reflection of, of me being a part of a particular bloodline, which is spiritual. This don't have nothing to do with the life or the death of the body. The body is just like a casket to begin with. But the spirit that's lodged inside of your body, you know what I'm saying? That genetic coding that flows through your blood, that, that makes up your blood, right? That, that, don't, that didn't just drop out the sky from nowhere. Like that is a, your blood is the marker of the people that you come from. You understand what I'm saying? So as I started reconnecting to that concept, you know, they just began to just guide me. You know what I'm saying? And I remember one time I was just telling them, you know, y'all welcome to come while, you know, because, you know, sometimes, you know, energies like to visit when it's nighttime and you sleep and you know you're the only one in here. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, you hear pots and stuff falling and stuff. And it's like, now, wait a minute. 
nah, 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 wait one minute. Now, I know, I was I did I hear that? Because you be half sleeping and everything, and then you hear noises, and, you know, and then and it, I don't want to hear about the, the, I don't want to hear about the walls creaking because the house is settling. I ain't talking about that kind of noise. I'm talking about something just hit the ground. Like something just fell off the wall. They always come at the oddest of times and be shaking stuff up. You know, so I was having a conversation just basically letting them know, you know, you're welcome to come in here and visit. You know what I'm saying? I would appreciate it. However, <laughs> if you do not wait till the middle of the night when I'm supposed to be sleeping, I'm in this house by myself, and you start, you start cr cr clanking pans and stuff together, you know. But sure enough, that's just what they did. That's just what they did. But that's, see, I can almost tell you which one of the ancestors that was that did that. Because I know they, they like to play around. You know what I'm saying? They like to play around. You asking them not to come in here and make all that racket. And that's the very thing they come in here and do. <laughs> make a bunch. Of, but they got to let you know they dare. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I get it. I had to just grow up and be like, stop being scared cat. You know what I'm saying? That's probably what I, that's probably why they ain't really listening to me. Because they was like, she'll, she'll get over it. I mean, what you want us to do? You know? I mean, so yeah, I was basically telling them, you know, just... You're welcome to come in. And so as I welcomed them, as I did my libations and I started putting my altar together and and just started acknowledging the energies that came before me, then it was like it was just it gave me a sense of a more of a sense of belonging to something other than earthly. You know what I'm saying? Like it made me feel protected. It it, it it provided a protection. You know, you start seeing the synchronicities and the signs of your ancestors trying to communicate to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a beautiful thing. And I don't know why, why as a whole we've gotten away from it like we have in this country in America. You know what I'm saying? I think because they took all that kind of stuff that we used to do and turned it into like demonic witchcrafty, you know, everything's don't do that. Cause that's, that's the devil. You know what I'm saying? They made it spooky. You know what I mean? But this is indigenously our, it is the soul, you know, that we have inside of us. The soul is the, is the, 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 basically the culmination of all of your ancestral energy. You understand what I'm saying? Like stored inside you, you know what I mean? So it's like, how is how can it be spooky when I'm talking to me basically because they are an extension of me and I am of them, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know why we got away from it, but a lot of us by the masses, it's been a, it's a hot topic. You know, I follow a lot of people on Instagram and stuff, a lot of African spiritualists and whatnot, and they all talking about ancestor veneration and it's a it's a really big big thing going on right now. But I will say this about it: like what I had to learn was, like, don't do it because, um it feel like a trendy thing to do. I picked up your pills, made your lunch, and your laundry is done. When you care for a loved one, you take care of everything. But are you taking care of yourself? Find free care guides at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP. She can stem. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to get, I had to make sure I was not doing it. You know, to be be a part of no trend of ancestral veneration, and you know, um, so I really wanted to get an understanding as to like why we do it. What does it mean? What are the ancestors? What is what is all of that? You know, really educating yourself can really you know expand 
your viewpoint on it and how you how you want to communicate with yours may not be how somebody else communicates with theirs it, that all of that don't matter but you just kind of want to like educate yourself on it and don't do it because you see somebody on instagram always talking about their ancestors and so now you want to start talking about your ancestors but you don't really even you're not really even giving the energy towards developing a connection with your ancestors you're just calling them out whenever you just want to sound earthy <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i don't know yeah, so you just want to, you know, be sincere about it, you know what I'm saying? And not just be always calling on them to help you, but you don't never want to make no offerings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's just the honorable thing to do, you know what I'm saying? It's like you show up to somebody's house, you know what I mean, and you know you've, you've been invited and y'all going to chit-chat or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, the hospitable thing to do would be for the hostess to provide some snacks, Okay, and the guests should probably come with a bottle of wine. So everything's everything because that's what you do. You make an offering, you take, you take, you receive. It's the same thing in the spirit. So you really want to take taking just a lot of small space where you can, you know, begin to grow in the concept of having an altar space, you know, where you communicate with your ancestors and pro provide your offering, you know, to the to the universal soul. You know, like it don't have to be elaborate. You know, really just take the time, I guess is my point, and learn about the history of it and the culture of it, you know, um, because it's a beautiful thing, man. I just, I had kind of got off from doing it, like I said, because I had been working and um, they just basically sent a, a, what they needed to send, you know what I'm saying? The energies they needed to send to make me to understand, hey, little girl. <laughs> like did you forget and I was like oh nah I ain't forgot but you know I just have to have a conversation with them and ask them to you know beg my pardon forgive me I have not been here lighting the candle I have not been here bringing my offering because I've been kind of like hustling and actually manifesting but, but this is the thing this is where growth comes in because they need for me to understand that I don't grow separate and apart from them. I grow through them. So when I neglect my ancestral venerations and my libations and all of that and, and cultivating that energy, that bloodline energy, then I, I kind of in ignorance. Well, it wouldn't even be in ignorance at this point because I know better. But basically what I'm doing <laughs> is I'm, I'm cutting myself off from the flow of power. Right? So... They basically had to just pull your girl coattail, you know what I'm saying, you know, in a couple of ways, um, some visions and stuff that I had, some dreams, and I don't know, it's just, it's just after a while you get to know how they vibrate, you get to know, you get to feel when, you know, they missing you, your energy, you know, because I don't forgot who it was I heard say it, but they basically said we have to remember like that our family is our family whether they are in this life or whether they've transitioned on, right? They are they are our family and nobody wants to be forgotten about. Right? Like nobody wants to be forgotten about. And you just stopping by Meemaw gravesite every two years to put a little thing of flowers is that's that's cool, but we could we could go a little bit harder than that, considering how important Meemaw was to us. You know? And so that's the kind of the mindset we got to kind of start adapting where we begin to to really pull on the energies of the ancestors that came before us. And see, some people would be like, well, 
what if you had an ancestor that, you know, ain't, ain't, ain't one the coolest person, you know what I mean? One really a good person, you know, um, that's a, that's a whole nother like way to deal with that because now you have to, you want to, you want to grow spiritually. You need to grow spiritually so, so that you can get to the point to where you can help that ancestor with their karmic energy. You know what I'm saying? You got karmic energies and bloodlines and, and generational curses and stuff that come into play when there's a lot of malevolent energy, you know, or there's some malevolent, there's a malevolent ancestor that, that, you know, still even over there cutting the food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like wherever over there is, under there, in there, out there, that they go, you know, they he cutting the food. She cutting the food. You know what I mean? Um, then you might need to get just want to keep growing and get yourself in a position where you can begin to deal with, you know, uh karmic restitution and making restitution for some of the um maybe bad things that some ancestors might have done while they were alive. You know, there's ways to um help them even be enlightened even from from where you are and from where they are you know this is it's it's i'll just say this you know what i'm saying this is i guess my point you know ancestor veneration is a good thing but just educate yourself on it um i could probably later on point to some good reading material on ancestor vener veneration um eventually i'm going to move into doing like lectures and stuff later on maybe in another two or three months i'll start doing lectures on stuff like that but um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of like discuss how important and how, how beautiful of a situation ancestor veneration can be and just having that connection with them. Like you, they're lost in one way. You lost them in the physical, but you haven't lost the energy. You haven't lost the connection at all, you know, and we got to really start tapping back into our ancestors. So we won't be out here making some of these food decisions that we be making. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I picked up your pills, made your lunch, and your laundry is done. When you care for a loved one, you take care of everything. But are you taking care of yourself? Find free care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. She can stand, she can do more. Like build a rocket and watch it soar. Clean the oceans and make the world a better place. Oh, she can stand. Learn more at She Can Stem. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. Yeah, so um, basically that's what you want to do. First, you know, you want to just uh, set you up a little space in your home or your house. It can be as elaborate or as small. A couple of places you, they, you know, traditionally don't want to put um, an altar or anything like that to your ancestral altar in is in your bedroom um, because you got to understand, you know, an altar is a place where uh, – the divine energies and spirit energies can can um kind of compound upon itself it can the energies in a particular space when there's been an altar erected it basically harnesses the power of spirit energy so you don't really want that in your in your place of privacy or intimacy or anything like that you know what i'm saying and you know you in there trying to get your groove on and everything and it's stuff falling all off the dresser and y'all ain't nowhere near the dresser. So shouldn't nothing be falling. You know what I mean? Again, they like to come in at all times now and get the moving stuff around. So to keep them out of your private, you know, intimate timing, you know, you typically do not erect in a bedroom. Plus I don't, I just, I don't know. My little simple mind just be like, I'm sure they don't want to see all that anyway. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like if they was here, they wouldn't be in my room. Right. So just put, think about it like that, you know, and also you don't want to, um, erect an altar in a bathroom, you know what I'm saying? Um, for the same reasons, it's just an intimate place, you know what I mean? And it's just, you know, you wouldn't want them in the bathroom with you when you was on the toilet if they was here. So I'm pretty sure, you know, quite naturally, you don't want them in spirit there while you're on the toilet either. So that's the that's the idea, I think, anyway, for me. That's the, that's the point. Um, so just pick a nice place in your living room or dining room or if you're in an apartment or whatever, you know what I mean? They say you could just take and get a little shoebox, you know, put some pictures in there or whatever if you got them. You know what I'm saying? You want to do the white candle thing. Um, what I'm going to do basically to give you information about ancestral veneration um when I when I put up the post for this particular uh, conversation, I guess it'll be called episode one. <laughs> Just look for episode one. You know what I'm saying? Ancestral veneration. That's what I call it. And if you go on Instagram to the page, to our page, okay, under the comments and under the uh, caption, I'll put in some reading material on ancestral veneration. I'll do it also on YouTube. Um, just so you can have some reading material to tell you exactly what you need to have in place, different ways you can go about it, what to expect from it and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just here to say that I think that ancestor veneration is a wonderful, 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 wonderful expression, cultural expression that we as a people, you know, we need to get back to reconnecting to, you know what I'm saying? And like I said, not just, waiting until a birthday come around and then we go put flowers and stuff. That's cool. That's, that's, that's straight. You know what I'm saying? But we can go a little we can go a little bigger than that for them. You know what I'm saying? They should be a part of our day to day. You know, they should be, they should, they should be the, your first point of contact in all honesty. You know what I'm saying? So to the spirit realm that is. So yeah, like don't be scared of nothing. It ain't spooky or nothing. It's just, it's just a beautiful dynamic, man, between you and your people that love you and that you love and that you are made up of everything that they are made up of. You know what I'm saying? So we got to, we got to, you know, show love to them. You know what I mean? Put some fruit up there. They like bananas and oranges and, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes when you fry some chicken and make some yellow rice and all that, fix, fix, fix Auntie them a plate and put it on the altar and just let them enjoy the energy. See, they don't really eat because that was like the first thing that I was like, well, I know they can't eat now. They don't eat in the physical, you know, like we eat and we eat the physical thing and, you know, they don't do that. They don't do that. The food is not going to disappear off the plate. It's just going to spoil. You'll know when it's time to turn it out, take it out and change it up just like you would if you had to eat it. You know, like how long can you eat on leftovers? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how long you want to eat leftovers? Right? So... Yeah, you just want to, you know, every now and then cook them a little special meal. Ask Sometimes ask them what they want to eat, you know. Ask them what they want, you know, and something will, something will touch your heart, something you'll remember like, oh, you know, you know, something special that, they, that you know your ancestors like, you know what I'm saying, in your family is something we typically all eat. You know, it was grandma's recipe, so I'm going to bake her cake and then I'm going to just, you know, give her a piece. You know, you know what, you know, you know what I'm saying, what to give. And it don't always have to be food, you know what I mean? I personally, um, 
because I don't really do like coins and dollar bills and stuff. I usually try to use my card, my debit card, but sometimes I get like change. You know what I'm saying? And so I just basically rendered that unto them to the service of upkeep for the altar and upkeep of the space. So whenever I need candles, I just take the ancestral money and I go purchase what they need. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I try to always give a monetary offering. That way if I'm ever in between checks, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they need candles, then I, always, there's always money there for me to go and buy the candles or whatever I need. You know what I'm saying? So I just, every so often put some real money on there and that's dedicated to them outside of me purchasing anything like for the altar itself or, or my expression to them. Even if they tell me to give it away, they buy me whatever touches my heart, but it's not my money. But I, I, I basically try to take care of my altar with it and any, um, any other rituals or whatever that I might be like, <laughs> that I might be like doing. So, um, yeah, but, Outside of that, like, you can't take the altar money, the money that you have placed on your ancestral altar and go buy ice cream and stuff. Now, if it's for them, yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, you, it got to be used in service of them. Even if it means, like I said, giving it away or whatever. You know what I mean? But, um, you start developing a, 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 a system with them. They, they know how to, you know, you start learning how to communicate and to see when they're trying to communicate with you. And like I said, I would, I, my, my journey, um, my process and or whatever we want to call it, like in this esoteric life and just starting to relearn and re-understand and unlearn a lot of things, you know what I mean? Like having that ancestral connection really helped because I was pulling on energies that, that, um, Cause you know, your when you think about your ancestors, you most people immediately think of the people that they actually um, know personally because y'all lived around the same lifetime. You know what I'm saying? So you think about your grandma, your mama, your daddy, a brother, a cousin. You know somebody you know personally. But see, we have ancestors that predate like time <laughs> altogether. So that's why I said like. I don't know if I said this in the beginning, but when you're when you're doing your libations and stuff like that and you're pulling and you're calling on their energy to assist you or to guide you or whatever you need, you know what I'm saying? Um, you basically want to call forth the strongest, the wisest, and um, the strongest and the wisest of your ancestors, okay? And so that opens up a whole realm of... Um, a ancestral connection that you don't even you it's so old that you have lost consciousness of it right so you got to be reintroduced to even to that like but you start you got national ancestors which basically means that like say for instance you know Malcolm X would be a national ancestor Tupac would be a national ancestor you know what I'm saying somebody uh Maya Angelou Rosa Parks these are these are national they are our people they were our our leaders our elders as a nation as a people Right. So that's an ancestral line that you can pull on as well. You know what I'm saying? And it goes and it can it can be as elaborate and as 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 small and intimate as you want it to be. But it's really about conditioning the mind to knowing that you still have your loved ones at your disposal for comfort, for direction, for, you know what I'm saying? Wisdoms. You know what I'm saying? They're still there, even though they're not with you physically. Right. So 
it's a, it's, it's, I mean, hey, this our magic. This is what we do. This our spiritual systems. We can't. I don't. I can't speak for like really nobody else other than black people because I'm black. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple for me. You know what I mean? Because I'm. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I speak as a black woman. You know what I'm saying? So I can't. I don't know about all them other people, but this is what we do, and this is this is you know just a beautiful thing. Ancestor veneration. You know, learn more about it, read more about it. I'm going to provide some resources that you can jump on and just get a good understanding if you don't have any understanding at all. You know what I'm saying? If you got a grandparent or a grandmama or, you know, somebody that's still like, you know, got some sense, you know what I'm saying, that you might be able to ask, you know, to get a better understanding yourself of how that looks in your family. You know, because of my father lighting that candle, you know what I'm saying? Now, I just pretty much keep a candle lit on my ancestral altar anyway. You know, what you're supposed to do, by the way. You know, particularly particularly a white candle. You want to keep that lit. You know what I'm saying? So, but sometimes you run out, like that thing go out. You know what I'm saying? You just got to light it again. Ain't nobody going to strike you down. It ain't nothing. It ain't no, no real, like, they'll let you know if they ain't like what you did. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they, they know they're not spooks. You know what I mean? That's them your people. You know what I'm saying? So they'll talk to you and let you know. Don't do that. Don't do that no more now. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs> you know. So um, yeah, they had got hold of me last week. My ancestors got hold to me, and they basically wanted to instruct me and remind me. You know, um. Honoring them is not something I can put on the back burner to everything else I got going on, you know, because they really have been monumental in reconnecting me to uh, a lot of a lot of spiritual wisdoms that I, you know, didn't have any access to because I was cut off from the spiritual system in which I come from, you know, adhering to some other spiritual religious system. You know what I'm saying? So um, they've been very monumental in me even getting to a point where I really am now enjoying life because I recognize, like, this is the opportunity for me to radically save my soul. This is an opportunity for me to really be freed. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I want to do. You know, but once you get all the religion and stuff out the way and all of the scare tactics and stuff that they throw on everything and get back to your roots, get back to your vibration, it, it starts to all make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it starts to all make sense, you know. So for me, it's been a lovely process learning about ancestral veneration. I think if you was to just give an effort to kind of start educating yourself like about it, you can Google about it. It's, it's not nothing that's hidden from nobody, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, sometimes we just, we have, you know, through a capitalistic society, you know, workhorse mentality, you know what I'm saying? Go get the bag type thing, you know what I mean? We have kind of lost priority with some things. You know what I mean? We, we're we really busy going and getting the bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? So my ancestors was just like, I got you. We with you. We understand all of that. But we are not 
we are not a power source that you would do well to put on the back burner. You know, because I'm going to be honest with you. There are some days where it's like, <sighs> I'm bogged down. I'm so I'm so mentally and emotionally and spiritually processing in so many different ways, soulishly, like unlearning things, relearning things. It does get a little bit like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know, what am I going to do now? What You get anxious. You get stressed. You get... Because you're trying to understand, you know, um, you're trying to understand and you're trying to grow and you're trying to press through, you know what I mean? It takes effort. Like anybody that tell you being spiritual or being, you know, a powerful spiritual person or whatever that tell you that it don't take no effort on behalf of the person who's trying to be powerful, like, like power just drops all out the sky, right in people lap and stuff. That's not the truth. I picked up your pills, made your lunch, and your laundry is done. When you care for a loved one, you take care of everything. But are you taking care of yourself? Find free care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. She can stand, she can do more. Like build a rocket and watch it soar. Clean the oceans and make the world a better place. Oh, she can stand. Learn more at She Can Stem. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. You want to be effective in spirit, you know, you have to apply yourself. You have to learn. You have to read. You have to research. You have to study. You have to have prayer time, meditation time. You have to guard your mouth. You got to think about your thoughts. You got to think about why that happened and why that made you feel like that. You got to undo. You got to deal with the shadow self. You got to deal with the ego self. You got all these selves that you got to undo before you can even get <laughs> the meat in the crust of who you are. All this different psychological like stuff that you just had piled on top of you from the time that you came forth from your mother is just piled on top of you. That's what it takes work to cut through that foolishness and get to some real spiritual revelation. You got so much going on in your head telling you you ain't gonna get it, you can't get it, you ain't gonna do it, you you know, it it it, it takes work. So that's why you gotta stay connected to the power sources which your ancestors is one of them. They can help. They can help drive it. They can help lead you. They can help make your step just a little bit, a little bit more guided and not just, I'm out here just trying to, you know what I'm saying? Boom, 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 boom. That fell through. Okay, woo, woo, woo. They can, they can guide you. You know what I'm saying? And in turn, you offer your, of yourself and of your substance to, to helping them even grow. You know what I mean? And helping them enlighten. And because not everybody leaves here in a good in a good way you understand what i'm saying like not everybody leaves here in a good space some people leave here still dealing with traumas and still dealing with bad decisions and have karmic energy that is circling around them in a, in the energy field right and when we when we come into the consciousness of how to deal with that through ancestor veneration, we recognize that we can we can actually literally free up our ancestors that have already transitioned, but they still got negative karmic energy around them, right? It it goes all into the concept of generational curses and where that comes from and and woo 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 and what is the what is the physical manifestation of the esoteric understanding of what a generational curse is. You understand what I'm saying? So sometimes we can change the trajectory of our whole family by being conscious enough to help deal with karmic 
restitution and energies that sometimes surround our bloodline. But you learn all of that as you start venerating. <laughs> so the first things first is just let your ancestors know that you want to be, you know what I'm saying, a little bit more mindful and you want them to help you and, and you know, assist or whatever it is. You just want you just want to talk to them and just be like, what up? You know what I'm saying? Because you hadn't talked to them in a while, but you want them to talk back. So then you got to build a, a, a you got to see how they're going to communicate. That It's called relationship. You know, the same thing that we were supposed to be building in the church with God, relationship. We were supposed to be building a relationship. Right. But a whole again, a whole lot of psychological mumbo jumbo was put on top of that. And so it take it is it, almost next to impossible to truly build a loving relationship with God while in Christianity. <laughs> because right off rip. The, they, the, the, the whole sinner saved by grace. That the whole psychology of that already dictates to you that you're not good enough really to be in relationship with God already off rip. Right? So once you remove all of the mumbo jumbo and you just get to the fact that you are a created being created by a creator and I'm no longer judging right or wrong. My creator, my the spirit will lead and guide me into all truth. I don't need you telling me what's right or wrong for me based on some moral system, moral code. Like, miss me with all of that. I am in a breathing, living relationship with the creator. He is creating. So leave me alone with all that foolishness. So once you get all of that off of there, then you get to a relationship. Once you get the rules and the regulations out the way, you can get to a real relationship. You understand what I'm saying? And now those boundaries and limits and expansions and anything is bred out of relationship and not out of some man-made rule or regulation that doesn't bring you any closer you understand what i'm saying just adhering to that doesn't doesn't bring you any closer to having a real relationship so it's the same thing with ancestors you got to develop how they're going to communicate back to you and be open to that you know what i'm saying and so it's, it's, it's a beautiful, powerful experience once you do start making those connections and you do start seeing the synchronicities and, and, and all of that. You just, you know, it does put a little, wind, a little wind up under your wing. You know what I mean? Like, you feel like, okay, bet. You know what I'm saying? Like, my people standing behind me, oh, bet. Okay, let's go. That's how it made me feel. Like, let's go. You know? So, and I still have to just even tap into that every so often when something starts looking like, uh, I don't know, I just have to tap right in, like, wait a minute, boom, get some guidance, they say go, we go, you know, you know, because I am a reflection of them, right, I'm a reflection of them, so my successes are their successes. You know what I'm saying? My failures are their failures. So this is a relationship. So they, you know what I mean? Like, but that's what make them family. That's what make the blood line, the bloodline. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, chop it up about that. Ancestral veneration is a, it's a big thing going around and everybody's into it and everything. So just, if you know, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Um, 
it really is when it's done the right way and it's done wholeheartedly and you get understanding and, and get the information you need to really be able to understand and reconnect to the, to the spiritual system of, of our people. And it's a powerful thing, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, just, just know that that's something that you probably might want to like get curious about, you know what I'm saying? And see how it can enrich your life. You know, but, um, yeah, man, I'm just gonna, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and take me a nap cause I got to work again tonight. So I'm gonna just jump on off this thing. I appreciate all of y'all for listening to me, um, <laughs> run my mouth, you know what I mean? And, and I'm really excited about a lot of things. Um, that I'm looking forward to as it relates to the podcast. We got t-shirts coming. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm about to drop some new music in a little while. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a busy year, but I it's you know I'm just gonna take it all in. You know, take it all in stride and just do the best I can. And you know what I'm saying? I'm one thing about me is I'm just I'm done like dealing with myself from pressure, <laughs> stress. You know what I mean? Like I set my goals. I do the best I can. I'm realistic about reality. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's all you can do. I I, don't, I ain't feeling pressed to, to perform and do nothing that I don't really want to do. You know what I mean? So, yeah, got some good stuff coming. And uh, y'all please follow us on the socials, on the socials at the Esotericish Podcast. You can type in the Esotericish, Esoteric, it'll probably come up. Um, but I think it's at the Esotericish Podcast <laughs> on all the socials, okay? Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Why get off of here? Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I would love to hear some, some, some stories about experiences that you may have had, um, for those of you who venerate your ancestors, you know, it's always a funny story. The ancestors are a trip. I'm telling you, <laughs> they're a trip. So uh, just put, drop some stuff in the DMs on one of the socials. Give me a little story of when when you, you know, when you knew that, that your grandma was walking through the house. <laughs> what had happened? <laughs> what she did. What she did. What she said. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot of people just think this stuff is spook stuff. You know what I'm saying? But, nah, man. So y'all, y'all, y'all hit me up on the socials. Um, get ready for the next podcast coming out next Friday. Don't even know what I'm be talking about, but just know it'll be there. Just know it'll be there. So I hope y'all have a good weekend. Appreciate you for tuning in, and I'll holler back. The Esotericish Podcast is executively produced by Your Majesty and brought to you by Emerges Productions.